Welcome to the Work Brains TV Talk episode 10. This episode is on Tuca and Birdie, a Netflix original animated series created by Lisa Hannaway, whose production design and artwork you may recognize from the hit series Bojack Horseman. Tuca and Birdie follows the friendship of two 30-year-old birdwomen living in the same apartment. Tuca, a carefree toucan voiced by Tiffany Haydish, and Birdie, an anxious daydreaming songbird voiced by comedian Ali Wong. Friendly reminder, like all episodes of TV Talk, this podcast will be filled with spoilers. Uh, with me is, for a uh, first time ever, three other co-hosts whom I will let them introduce themselves. Oh, I should go first? Yeah. Okay, hi. I'm Lisa. I'm a human. I live in this house, and I <laughs> watch the show. I have there, There's nothing else to really say. I'm just, I'm just a person who watched it. The end. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Kyle. I live in the, this same house, and I am working on a comic with Christian. Yeah. Hi, my name is Robert. I also live in this house. And I'm a friend of Christian. Hooray. All right. So uh, we just watched the first three episodes of Tuca and Birdie. And we're just going to share our thoughts. There's not going to be no uh, talking points. This is just a freestyle podcast. Okay. The, the summary is that it's about bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's pretty literal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically the whole, the whole show is just somebody watching through a window. And then there's these uh, two or three birds. And they're, yeah, they're just creeping on them. That's pretty much the whole show. <laughs> it's, it's really, really meta in that way. It is in a different, definitely in a weird sense. I will say, though, that the, um, it's, it's a very, because when I said BoJack Horseman, I was really intrigued, and, and the same, you know, development teams and production teams, it was really cool. But, like, that first pilot, guys. Holy crap. It, it, it's, for anyone who's going to watch this show, um, the, uh, the energy level is off the charts. It reminded me of, like, Adventure Time Season 1. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, that little <laughs> beginning part would just never stop, though. Yeah, I actually, I, saw, I didn't want to watch more than the first episode. After the first episode was over, I'm like, uh... <laughs> but then, then it was fine. Afterwards, I was, like, interested to keep watching it. But after the first episode, I was like, I need a moment of silence. <laughs> after everything that just happened. <laughs> yeah, it was a little overloading. Yeah, no, but it, it was really fun. Like, every moment was really fun, but it was just, like, one after the other after the other with no breaks to kind of let you digest what you just observed. The comedy hits you nonstop. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was basically how it was. Yeah, yeah, I would say, like, the first ep, the pilot episode, it, it, it kind of, like, has the, the same tone as the other two episodes that we saw. It was just it was a, it was like a little bit more almost like they just wanted to have to in the deep end and then they kind of pulled it back for the next two. Oh, well, should we should say what it's actually about? Oh no, I, <laughs> we said in the introduction. It's really it's just two girls that are uh, birds, anthropomorphic, just like in BoJack. I mean, it's a horse man. These are bird women. Uh, they live in an apartment. They're uh, two old roommate or yeah, two long term roommates and kind of best friends. And I think uh, Birdie is moving in with her boyfriend uh, to a separate apartment. Is it downstairs or upstairs? I think Down, upstairs. 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 Upstairs, yeah. 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 And floor. so it's like a big, oh my gosh, this is the next phase in our life type of thing. But like pretty much you can see from the get-go that this, this series is going to be very much character-based, very much about Tuca and Birdie and their friendship and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Tuca is like really, that's the one that's really loud. I'm trying to make sure that the names are right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah Tuca is like very, very loud, obnoxious, confident, fun kind of personality yeah uh whereas birdie's kind of a little bit of the opposite which seems to be why they get along so well yeah or why they've been friends for so long she's much more soft-spoken absolutely and, and things like that so that's uh, so tuka's a lot in the first 
episode, which is why a lot of it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's super yes. uh, too heavy. Yes, but then, she's all over the place. Right, but then like the, they kind of expand on the friendship, and so you actually see them as actual people over time, as opposed yeah. to just caricatures. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That first episode, especially the uh, the um, the world. Like, I think, because they really wanted to sell this this pilot, you can tell. Because in that, in that first episode, basically any sort of, like, world-building, rule-establishment thing that you think is, like, normal, everyday existence. And yes, it is a cartoon, so obviously they're going to embellish that. Um, they pretty much break everything. There's nothing that's super consistent. There are animal people, but they're also plant people. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a weird light switch that can turn off the day. Um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, can caption we, bubbles and can stuff. Can we talk about the plant lady? Yeah, sure. Oh my god, there's a plant lady in episode one. Okay. All the turtles. This is this is just a random point in the plot where they're looking for a bowl of sugar, and they go into a neighbor's house, and the neighbor is a pretty tall, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Pretty tall woman, but her face is just plants. (laughs) And then they go into her apartment, and they have this. What kind of music would you describe it as? Weed smoking music. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's appropriate. the her apartment is just full of turtles, like live turtles, that are walking around with different objects on their back, like dirty dishes, or like a <laughs> hairbrush, like just random things like that. And that's that was the that was like simultaneously surreal and also did not make any sense whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That that was really funny, honestly. Because <laughs> I was just like, wait, what is happening here? And nothing actually happens there. They move on from that apartment. Yeah. That's an example of like how random the show is. There's no purpose in that scene. But unlike in Family Guy where it's a cutaway, it happens like real time. It happens while things are happening. Yes. Yeah. And it just naturally, they kind of just shove it in there. And like at first it's kind of jarring, but over time, I don't, I don't know, I kind of just found it really funny. Right. You kind of go with the flow of it. I kind of felt that way with Adventure Time when I started watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people who like broad city would probably like this absolutely i, think, hmm. I got this so similar vibe. it feels like a combination of the, the animated show uh ugly americans means broad city yeah or oh like broad city taking pla- taking place in the world of like ugly americans kind of thing yeah or just bojack horseman <laughs> yeah yeah no i definitely agree yeah it has i can, I can see some of that elements I, yeah when i when i heard it was made by the well i mean technically it wasn't really it's produced by the people involved with bojack horseman but I, I didn't really know what to expect. I think BoJack Horseman maybe retroactively seems relatively low energy. You know, it's like a it's a fantasy show, but it doesn't really. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's 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 almost like I guess Kafkaesque, as people would say, mm-hmm. and that they're an, they're animal people, but everything else is functionally the same. Mm-hmm. Like people have jobs. The, you know, things kind of follow real rules. I mean, things are really ridiculous. Whereas this is like. It, I can't even really describe it. It almost feels like a... I wouldn't, I feel like not even Adventure Time is a good enough comparison because it might go a little bit above that. Yeah. Because there doesn't even seem to be real rules for how the, the, the world works, you know, especially in that pilot where they're really trying to, like, kind of shove it in your face like, this is really not going to be anything you understand. It's kind of like magical realism. Very surrealist. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it takes place in the real world, but then they just throw in things that are quote-unquote magical that just don't make sense and there aren't even internal magic rules for it mm-hmm. you know like adventure time will have like magic rules it's kind of mm-hmm. like how their own nature works yeah. but this doesn't have that it's just also this random thing like at one point the two friends are texting each other but the text walks out of the door and is carried <laughs> into the other person's apartment 
like just random things like that that never they text plenty of times and that never happens except for in that one scene just because it seems like anthropomorphizing and ideas that usually are really uh non-physical or is like a carrying theme throughout a lot of it Mm -hmm. yeah uh my favorite one of that was hands down uh birdie's left titty (laughs) yeah Yes. That's if, for those listening. Yes, that there is a moment where Birdie's having an issue at work uh, regarding sexual harassment, and her left titty has had enough of this day, and she literally anthropomorphizes and just pops right off, and just kind of is just like, "I'm done. I'm just done." And there was a moment where I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" But like, that's the kind of show this is, and it it kind of works though. Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah, yeah, it does. I kind of this is only a tangent to what you're saying but in terms of the episode where it takes place at her office yeah i just love that entire message of how she's basically working really hard to get this position and it so it talks about like gender in the workplace and sexual harassment but then like she ultimately gets what she wants and then it's kind of like existential oh yeah you know it's also like talking about the work culture and how she just now is now in an office having to work and like just type things for hours and it's like, this. It, I just liked how it got like pretty heavy at the, at the end of the episode. Like it was super fun and funny for the rest of the episode, but then at the end it was just heavy. That's when it hits a real like hyper realism, and it gets mm-hmm. way closer to actually like real life. Yeah, which is strange because in this world, hyper realism in a world where you know these crazy things yeah. exist, and I can kind of sense like the BoJack in that because BoJack also had very serious like dark moments. Which, I, I was wondering if, if they were going to try to attempt that here, but it seems like they do it pretty early. Yeah. I think it seems like it's going for that. Yeah. Um, especially when, because I thought, with, especially with that third episode, I can't imagine this is this has to come up later, but I, I don't know if we're, how far we're going to go into, I guess, spoilers. Oh, no, this is a uh, okay, spoiler we're away. Gonna, swearing we'll assume away. that you, yeah. if you're listening, you're also seeing this. You know, they set up. Her crush on the, uh, the 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 pastry chef yeah. in the card, and it's like, oh well, it's a job. But in addition to the job, maybe it's also an opportunity to you know maybe see somebody else or you know kind of cheat. So I think that's kind of I think that's definitely something that's gonna uh, come back. I do get I do kind of think of it as like a almost a BoJack Horseman moment. Going back to BoJack, I remember the first season, like the first episode that made me realize the real tone of the show was I think when Todd was working on the uh, play, the musical, remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Bojack supports him the whole time until he realizes that it might be something that, oh, he might leave now. He's like, oh, if he's successful, he doesn't have to live with him. And it's also paralleled with Diane and her ex-boyfriend who's actually trying to trick her into ba- basically, like, being with her again. But he says, hey, you know, there's only, you know, hey, everyone's either a Debbie or a Diane or something else. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to set up this, it's supposed to set up this, this element of Bojack's character of Bojack is this, per- is this sort of inherently toxic person. Yeah. And he is going to inherently destroy things. But, again, get away from that. But going back to this show, I do wonder if it's going to have some of those elements. Because I do think those elements are there. You know, you know, uh, Birdie's bored with her relationship. Yeah. You know, maybe his thing about cheating. You know, Tuca, and we never they didn't really get this till then, but she's a recovering alcoholic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Recovering alcoholic was, is not used to dating without that, so that's yeah, something yeah. you have to really worry about. That was re- uh, that was revealed pretty subtly too. I think uh, like the fact that she's like a, a recovering alcoholic that wasn't really re- re- like referenced at all. It just showed her a couple little like tidbits of her drinking. Uh, at every instance in where she's flirting, but they never really 
hinted that she had a problem until like mm. when she admits it. Yeah. Absolutely, and I thought that was a great moment. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa! This show's supposed to be crazy. We're getting serious here. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the relationships that they're having, this I found actually. I'm only just realizing this right now. They have like the opposite problem with each other of each other, where uh, Tuka is is now sober, so she has to learn to not have crazy, very quick, if you even call them relationships with people, she has to be more stable, mm-hmm. whereas Birdie has the opposite problem, where her relationship is too stable, oh, there's yeah. no excitement whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, and she's trying to build it, yeah. um, and so it's just interesting, because it's both both uh, scenarios, both problems, are very relatable, like, oh, absolutely. you know, I have plenty of friends who have both problems, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's completely relatable, and it's just, it's kind of funny and sad to be watching it. Because it's funny because you're like, yep, yeah, that's, that's exactly how it is. And that's exactly why it's sad as well. Because you're, you're seeing them struggle through it and try to figure out the answer. Where, like, who knows what the answer really is, you know? I know, like, absolutely. that scene where she goes into the library to look at all those sex books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, Speckle, what were you guys' thoughts on uh, Birdie's boyfriend? The super duper nice, super passive yeah. guy. I don't. I can't really describe him that. He still very one-dimensional to me. I feel like just like a lot of the uh, other aspects of the show that they're probably going to turn even turn that part on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, he just seems like a convenient story, like storytelling tool or literal tool at this point. <laughs> uh, I was, I think, uh, further down the line, they're probably going to definitely use him for the bring up some issues that a lot of people again will relate to. Hmm. Yeah, I think that over time they will develop his character more and more which kind of makes it more real, you know, if you just develop it slowly as opposed to immediately he's on the same level as the two main characters. Yeah. You know, but my, but setting that aside, my main instinct is just, oh, uh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, that's just my main instinct. No, like, I'm don't with you. be in this. <laughs> I'm with you there. Because every time it's just like, I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I'm like, you're so boring, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, he's basic, as the kids he's call it. Very much basic. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, uh, I think just because I know it's Steven Yen, it makes me think, I don't know, it's gonna die or something. Oh, that's Steven Yen! <laughs> Spoiler! Oh. Spoiler for another show. For Walking but... Dead, season <laughs> the forever ago. But yeah. the fact that Steven Yen just, I don't know. But, I didn't uh, realize that was Steven Yen. Oh my yeah, God, that's I feel Steven Yen. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was, I was trying to figure I out which Steven voice Yen. he was the whole time. Like, I oh. saw it in the, in the opening credits, and I was like, where is he? <laughs> he also did a few minor, it's probably, yeah, he does a few minor characters. Like, I think he was the mean boss for the Mean Mirror company so he probably is going to do like a lot of minor things i like um i mean yeah he is kind of a minor i mean there aren't really he's the only character besides the two main characters to be in the three episodes we saw yeah so he's like has more development than say a person who showed up like dirk but he is less care but he's still not super well developed as opposed as aside from just being birdie's boyfriend which is eh i mean you know how many shows where you know, you see a girlfriend, and there's not much development besides being the girlfriend. So I don't know. Well, yeah. we'll see. I assume there's gonna be more to him uh, eventually, um, or if he's even gonna stick around, depending on how, how the story progress. That's true. I feel I feel like he's gonna last though, because just because of the the actor, I more kind of, of, like I a kind business of thing. Hope that he disappears for a while and then comes back. And he like, becomes way more developed than when he yeah. comes Right, yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. What about this episode we just watched? He did all this effort to, like... That's true. That's true. It showed a lot... That was a big, uh... Uh... A defining point for him. It actually makes him seem more of a... Like, less basic and more of a sincere guy. That's true, but it also makes him a little more sad at the same time. I don't know why. That was just a feeling I got. Like, oh. oh. It's like... 
it's it's like it feels like he's trying, but it's for nothing. Like it's not actually oh. gonna it's not actually gonna help. Like what I'm hoping, and I have no idea if this will happen whatsoever. I'm hoping that she breaks up with him. It's a really messy breakup, and she tries to like be with other guys, mm-hmm. and it does not work out. And she goes back. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping will happen. I gotta see that. We'll, we'll mm. have to see. I don't know about you guys, but I'll keep watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely more likely to I'll watch the show watch after. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so, um, what were your thoughts on the animation of the show? Because it's out there. Yeah. It's real I colorful. Like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, share your thoughts. Like, what, what was it about that that stood out or a moment or anything? Or even, like, the directional well, that, stuff. I don't know much about art, but yes. I assume you do. I mean, she should go first. I mean, the bright color palette is really eye-catching the entire time. A lot of, uh modern cartoon series tend to lean on that uh, like that bright splotches of color palette these days especially when represent representing like any kind of metropolis uh kind of city uh like Mm. the the people are what stand out yeah i just like how you'll be it'll be showing like the camera quote-unquote will be at one spot Mm -hmm. but the things will be happening everywhere you know it's not like there's the setting of the room and then there's the people talking and that's it like there's things happening all over the place um and that's something i i really enjoy just because it's a lot of stimulus so maybe for some people it'll be too much yeah but it definitely keeps it interesting all the time and you might notice something that isn't at all like in the center of the screen it's not important to the plot but just a random throwaway thing that's just kind of funny you know so that's just a part of i don't know if that's like technically even animation style or just things that are literally being animated because <laughs> again the creator was the uh, production like the designer or whatever right for the animated series i assume that falls in that work i don't know yeah i think so um i don't know it's just interesting how they keep the entire world that they are setting up the story and completely alive and it I don't know, it definitely represents, like, if this is supposed to be set in New York, I guess, it's definitely yeah. similar to the life you feel in New York, cranked up to 11. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a lot of shows. I can't really think off the top of my head, but that's a, that's a thing. It, a lot honestly, of writers live in New York, so yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Honestly, the world that they're building, it feels like New York on acid. It does. Yeah. The entire <laughs> thing feels like a drug trip. It's crazy how much how much is there. Yeah. No, yeah, it definitely feels... Um... It's definitely cartoony. Oh, it's yeah. It's definitely, like, pretty cartoony. Which is, I mean, it's interesting, especially given the subject matter, you know. I mean, I mean, about three or two 30-year-old people, you wouldn't really expect it to be that, uh, they are that, ener- that energetic. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, uh, I thought it was an interesting choice to make one of the protagonists a toucan. Because it's always interesting to... See how people choose to animate characters with, say, like a log, like piece of their face. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because most of the time she talks from like the you see her face from like the side profile. I think later episodes you saw more of a front one. Mm-hmm. I imagine maybe that's a budget thing because it's probably so. a bit easier to animate, like say a toucan with his head to the side because you could just kind of be like a almost like a scissor mouth. Sometimes oh, yeah. her head was like completely vertical when she was talking. Yeah, that exactly. Was weird. Yeah, especially yeah. in the first episode, she yeah. bent her head backwards and sort of so. I mean, I thought it was a pretty interesting choice. Um, yeah. It also does this thing where it t- it makes it suddenly not reality. Like when she was going to Birdie's apartment, it suddenly turned into like a two-dimensional like 90s video game 
or like just like just very running. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, exactly. That's the thing. All the, a lot of these transitions and cutaways, they're really creative. Like yeah. the, again, the animation in this is really weird but interesting. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think what it reminds me of. Maybe it, I guess it just reminds me of like older like uh, TV shows in general. I guess where they actually had to have transitions because everyone wants to be a commercial. Yeah. So I mean, for this one, it's just purely like a scene transition. It's not necessarily like a like a, a, a cut to commercial. Uh, weirdly enough, the first thing I just thought of, not even that similar, but like the first Austin Powers movie, <laughs> where they remember they had like the transitions mm. where he's just like dancing and like faces like this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not comparing them at all. I'm just saying that's the only example I can think of. I mean, it is very stimulating, these transitions in the show. So I, I can see the comparison. Yeah. yeah. It's there's, just very in-your-face. There's definitely a lot of influence from, like, 90s cartoons, actually, I'm getting from this. Is yeah. anyone else getting a huge vibe from Doug? No, from I was not thinking of Doug. No, no, just not not from the toner of it, but the animation style. The, the, like, the color palette and, like, the weird, wobbly, non non, like, boned-in kind of characters. Because it doesn't look it, the way everybody moved looked like nobody had bones. <laughs> I I kind of see what you're saying. I nah. To be <laughs> honest, it's been so long since I've seen Doug, I so I can't really. Or like, <laughs> that's why or maybe even you could say Rocco's Modern Life. You know, I I was gonna say Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. That I could easily, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just because it's fresher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of the '90s Nickelodeon stuff. I had very similar like old '90s kind of like uh, color palette, like even like Rugrats and like the like. Basically, yeah. I'm I'm getting a yeah, huge yeah. Nickelodeon vibe from this. Like anybody <laughs> yeah. who grew up like uh, adults who are, people who are adults mm. now in '30s who grew up on Nickelodeon, mm. like this is definitely resonating with them. At least <laughs> the style is. I think so it you, makes sense because a lot of the guys or the people I should say in the show are that age range. Yeah. So it's like yeah. yeah, they definitely know their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh, Can I throw in a thing? Yeah. Feel free. A random scene. Yeah. Remember the time he ate his grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Do we talk about that? Yes. So uh, there's this moment because I think it's, it's a pilot too, right? Or is it? Wait. No. Yes. It's a pilot. It is a pilot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a scene where um, uh, Birdie's boyfriend whose what name? name I keep forgetting. <laughs> Speckle. Speckle. Uh, Speckle. That's why I keep looking on my phone. Speckle. Yeah. He um he has the sugar bowl, and the sugar bowl contains uh, his grandmother's ashes mixed yeah. with sugar. And wait, I'm trying to remember. That's because she was sweet, and his grandfather's ashes were, were mixed with sage because he was wise, yeah. and his aunt's ashes were mixed with paprika. Because you know, that's what he said. Because she was. Uh, which is just the most absurd thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really funny bit. I, I did laugh out loud, literally. Right. Um, so, yes, they have the, the bowl, and the bowl was uh, passed down generation to generation. Uh, and uh, he, I think, um, in this casual kind of, like, handoff thing where him and uh, and Birdie are fighting over, like, who, why can't I put my stuff here in the apartment? Uh, she actually casually just gives the, sh- the sugar bowl away to... Um, to two. Tukan, or yeah. Tuka, yeah. Tuka. Tuka, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tuka. Uh, Tuka. And Tuka <laughs> kind of just gives it away to a neighbor, and we get this nice little uh, kind of setup moment for like a chase of trying to get the sugar roll back, uh, which leads to... A whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> that including includes... the plant woman. Exactly. Yes, yes, which that leads us to a lot. Yeah. And they eventually like chase this kid into this, is it a bakery? 
And then the kid has the sugar bowl, but he's pretending it's his sugar bowl. His uncle owns the bakery, and it turns into like this whole thing mm-hmm. where apparently Bertie's an amazing baker and makes like the best croissants in a competition to get the sugar bowl back. Yeah, and the croissant, what was it, croissant off? Croissant yeah, tournament? croissant tur- uh, there's some kind of or something. There was a word croissant. Fun. There's a lot of word puns. Yeah. There's a croissant tournament. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> and so, like in the process, the sugar gets thrown. Like some guy who works there, I guess, just throws the sugar in and makes. They uh, make croissant. So. No, they make, no, no, a, they they make, make a, cake a cake. Yeah, sorry. The they make ashes. a cake. Yes. Yeah. They make a cake because it was like too late. It's, the sugar's already in the bowl, so it's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is where the show gets really weird because, like, this sounds like fun, but it's still stuff you see traditionally in a like a sitcom or like an animated thing. Where they really me- mix it up and make it weird is when they get the cake back. You're like, oh, okay, well now the ashes are gonna be a cake. Nope, the the cake itself anth- anthropomorphizes also into yes. uh, dead grandma. She comes into to uh, life. yes, speckles uh, dead grandmother. She comes to life, and that was an interesting moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredibly disturbing, but really funny at the same time, where she's begging him to eat her while giving him compliments that grandmothers give and asking him how his job is going. <laughs> and it's great. It, and obviously, you, you know what, what happens, because it's the show. Yes. So, he, he ate his own grandmother. Yes. So, that's, that was, that was like a, maybe like four minutes of just that whole thing happening, where... The cake comes to life. He's like, what in the world is happening? She's like, hi, I'm your grandma. Yeah. How's how's work going? Eat me. You know, like, <laughs> no, grand, grand, no. <laughs> he's crying as he's eating her. And he says, you taste so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tika and Bertie. <laughs> um, any other favorite scenes before we say our final thoughts? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> guy look at me i'm still tripping on the fucking plant lady i just i love i love um what was i saying yeah i love the whole sexual harassment vibe i love when uh that was it a rooster oh yeah the the rooster what was his name again dirk dirk is of course his name is dirk he's such a good asshole character Uh, he's like he's a giant (laughs) cock literally yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, so like the, the, the whole scene with the uh there's multiple scenes, honestly, but the whole scene where they're having the sexual harassment meeting, I guess, or like the talk, where like, what is sexual harassment? Mm-hmm. And the the main woman who's describing what sexual harassment is is just downplaying everything. Is like nothing is really sexual harassment. This making out with someone who doesn't want it really sexual harassment, you know? And, and this guy's just there, like on his phone, just texting, not giving a shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so funny when, uh, like, it's supposed to be also somewhat a serious moment where all the women are like, we've also been harassed by this guy because finally Bertie speaks up um, but it was just so funny to me the way he reacts because it's so typical of the kind of guy that would sexually harass someone he just like throw, like what does he do like just throws his hands up he's like ah he literally screams yeah. like a rooster <laughs> he's basically like ah fuck you guys you don't know after he was asked to leave yeah. you know so like there's no point where he feels remorse but it's such an over the top reaction I just found that really funny so it was a very like realistic scene mm. But it was just incredibly amusing in a, you know, in a, in a sad way, but it was still very amusing. Yeah. So one would say that uh, Tuca and Brady have just a little bit of everything. They've got the dramatic elements, the comedy elements, and kind of just the over-the-topness and the ability to really go anywhere they want. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's part of the four. If they are random as hell, they can pretty much talk about anything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot. We didn't mention 
uh, boobs and butts. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, boobs and butts yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that hat kind of takes over randomly everywhere all the time, just because. Yeah, but even in the background, like, oh. scenes, it's the like... The whole show is just birds, tits, and ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Toucan tits. ETA. Yeah. Yes. Like, they just come alive, and mm-hmm. they're exaggerated, and just all of it. <laughs> it's just crazy, because even, like, there's, like, buildings and stuff, and it's like, oh, there's a butt. Why? Because we can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just I think, because. I think we've seen the boobs and butts of almost all the characters it's a already. It's stylistic mm. choice. <laughs> it's, it's been three episodes, and we've yeah. seen nothing but boobs yes, and butts. Yes, like, Tuka takes off her top twice on mm-hmm. some ride in the amusement park <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Just because she's nervous, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on that uh, first date thing, yeah. And yeah. then when they're about to have sex, Birdie and whatever her boyfriend's name is, I forgot already. <laughs> Speckle. Speckle, yeah. yeah, like, yeah he just, like, her ass is just showing, like, press against the glass. Yeah. So I was just like... It's just there. I mean, it's, it's a cartoon bird ass, but what you can do. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, final thoughts on the show. I guess we'll go, uh, Rob, you can start, and then I'll just conclude it, and then we can sign off and stuff. The overall, I would say it's a, it's a pretty strong show. I look forward to seeing more episodes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where they're going to go with it. Yeah, um, it's definitely interesting and definitely worth watching. Uh if you like uh, like any stuff that we were t- we were talking about, uh, like uh, it's, you're definitely gonna relate to it. I would say if you're feeling a high energy vibe, definitely watch it. I personally would not be able to watch many episodes at once. I definitely will watch more, but I'll probably watch one episode and then give it a few days and then watch <laughs> another one. <laughs> that's it's a little much, right? That's me personally. It's great, but it's very concentrated. Great. It's <laughs> the best way of putting it. It's like cocaine. <laughs> yes, it's like cocaine. Don't yeah. do coke every day. <laughs> do it once a week. <laughs> I like how we're putting limits on the cokies. Uh, I'm gonna watch the entire thing, but not because I want to, but because I'm going to write a review right after this. Uh, but uh, besides uh, for that, I, I did like the show overall. Uh, it does have a BoJack vibe. Uh, I like that there's a lot of female characters. Um, it's funny. It's all over the top. Uh, it, I don't really know what else to say, but that they haven't. Um, it's it's a really good enjoyable show and to be honest uh, besides us as of right now which is the show's been out for maybe what like 14 hours or 16 hours like everyone's giving it rave reviews so i at least suggest uh watching tuka and birdie um and on that note i guess we'll sign off uh this has been the word prince tv talk episode 10 uh i'm christian your host uh you can find me on uh, christian angelus on facebook xn underscore angelus on twitter and X and Angelus on Instagram. Do you guys want any followers or to promote a thing? Uh, well, me and Christian are working on a comic. It's called Fear the Boogeyman. Look forward to it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to blow your mind. And if you have anything that you've ever feared about or afraid of that you wish was not there, think about what would happen if that if they actually did. Can I can I throw in a thing? Mm-hmm. It's unrelated to podcasts or shows. Yeah. And also, by the way, I completely agree. This is going to be great. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I make chiptune weird sounds. Uh, so if for any reason you are the type to like strange video game sounds from the 90s in music form for whatever reason, um, my Instagram is, so it's underscore Ruby dot rainbow underscore so it's ruby rainbow is my name so that's my instagram 
It's amazing. Her stuff is great. I, I can't stress. I actually really dug it the first time you showed me. I was like, oh, wow. This is chiptune, isn't it? You didn't even say anything. You were just like, oh, here, listen to this. I, I didn't like, oh. know yeah, it was chiptune until everyone told me it was chiptune. Yeah, it was really dope. I, I do like it a lot. Um, and yes, as, as for the comic, super excited. The it's work great. that Kyle and I are doing is fantastic. Definitely check it out, guys. I rarely promote myself, except right now, blatantly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and that, that's that's basically it. I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy Tuke and Birdie and have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.